Marek gets it out to Gaff, gets it out to Long. Somewhere a slap on goal. Noah Long's great goal on the weekend against St Kilda, of course, early in the game. The West Coast kids came to play. Means two things. One, that they played a lot better. And two, we've run out of Josh Kennedy goals to play uh, ahead of his interview with us. But Josh Kennedy joins us on mornings every Tuesday, thanks to New Farm Galaxy, for flexible, broad leaf weed control. You choose New Farm Galaxy. Josh, West Coast legend, of course, AFL Life member, and he's with us. Welcome, Josh. Good morning, mate. How are you going? I'm all right. I'm tipping you're a bit better than you've been for most of the year. Are you a bit more up and about <laughs> than you've been? I am. No, it's been a fantastic weekend. Obviously, didn't get the four points, which is obviously what you play for. But, you know, talking of last week and, and talking about effort and talking about a response, we definitely saw that from uh, the West Coast Eagles. And uh, I couldn't be more proud of the boys to, to have a crack like that. And, yeah, just didn't get the four points. But, you know, showed a lot of spirit in the way they came about off, off, off a really big loss last week. Mate, I'm going to ask, I'm asking all my guests this morning this question because I'm trying to get a feel for the spirit of Australia. Johnny Bairstow stumping in the Ashes Test at Lords, fair or unfair? <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting, isn't it? Because they talk about uh, being a dead ball once the wiki's got it. And um, they showed those replays of him previously just walking straight out. And obviously, yeah, Australia must have clicked onto it. So. Um, Wiki's grabbed it and uh, Kerry's all grabbed it and chucked it before he's walked out and yeah, timing-wise. So, I don't know. Um, I think it was um, it was something that they spotted. They saw a little gap in, I suppose, uh, I suppose a situation like that and they went to take an opportunity to take it and they took it. Yep. I'm saying fair, mate. I reckon uh, maybe that's my Australian bias showing through, but if the umpire yeah. the umpire determines whether it's within the rules, it was within the rules, so therefore it's fair. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Hey, um, yep. West Coast were much better. What changed? Uh, mate, well, just the effort. Well, the pressure is probably a big one. Um, you talk about tackles and, you know, led by Luke Shuey, um, especially in that first term. Yeah, he, he's, he's shown great leadership in coming back, I suppose, in the response from the biggest loss in, um, you know, club's history and um, to stand up and, 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 and set the tone with, with those tackles. I think we won 92 to 72. So majority of the boys were on around the football, which... Um, Causes a lot more, I suppose, yeah, pressure on opposition to be able to win that football and get it forward. Now, it was, yeah, it was great to see. It started with the pressure, but the control of the footy that they had, you know, which they haven't had, um, you know, for a long time and um, obviously had a lot of marks. So they were able to use the ball and move it around um, in a way that they, they want to. And um, obviously their handballs have been up this year with, with breaking those lines. So... Inside 50s is, is not really great. They still didn't get 40 um, compared to the 50, but um, being efficient in the way they went forward and, and taking those marks, it was um, it was great just to see the I suppose the, the older boys from you know Luke Shuey to Barras, um, Dugo playing his 150th. Um, you know those boys standing up I suppose for the club and and also Bunga being back, but then also having um, you know the younger players in Jinby. Um, Ryan Mag, Elijah Stewart and um, Wong, you know, fantastic goal we just heard at the start there. It's um, it's pretty exciting watching those guys, I suppose, um, come and do those things on the field and 
uh, we've been screaming for that all year, and uh, it's 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 really positive, I think, from seeing little moments like that. Yeah, all you need to see is some green shoots on the West Coast this year, and that's what we saw on the weekend. It changes the mood around the club significantly. Did they pursue a simpler game plan, do you think? just um, I heard something that Shannon Hearn said after the game where he said, don't try and solve all of our problems, just solve a few and uh, and be serious about that. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I suppose you can over overcomplicate um, sort of a lot of things that are going on, and, and once you simplify it in a way where um, you know for, for the players, um, it, it can be qu- can be quite simple and easy to, to execute. So um, it looked like they just wanted to um, create pressure on the ball um, and be around in numbers, which they were able to able to do. Um, work rate, obviously, from that and getting to contests has, has obviously jumped up a bit. Um, and then be able to control the footy and move it around in a in a way where the speed of the foot can you know kind of catch their defence off guard. So um, I reckon they would have had, like you said, a couple of pointers that they wanted to come out this game and bring that effort um, and bring that pressure, um, and everything kind of took care of itself. And um, then you know you just rely on opportunity and, and a bit of talent, and we saw we saw a lot of talent um, kind of open up on the weekend. A lot to be said for intent, isn't there? And there was a clear statement of intent yeah. from the first bounce the other day. Oh yeah, yeah, massive, massive. And it was always going to be the interesting thing this week. And um, from you know uh, the higher hierarchy of the club to the coaches to the players, all you know saying we will respond, we will respond. And and sometimes you know uh, that's something that you just say. Um, but it was great to see you know right from the word go in that first quarter um, that pressure was in, on that intent you talk about. The effort was there, um, and we really knew that, that the boys came to play, which is um, which was great. Question from Lisa in Allenbrook, Josh. Uh, can you please ask JK what he thought of Elijah Hewitt's celebration after he kicked the goal? And also <laughs> Noah Long's absolute pearler of a goal. Elijah Hewitt can do a bit of celebrating. He can. So it was, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. I think, I think with your first first goal and seeing the kids, um, how excited they can get, especially in a crowd. And, um, you know, for Elijah Hewitt to kick his first and Jack Williams as well and to see all the boys get around, I think it was pretty... Pretty cool, and but you know, obviously Elijah um, probably took off uh, pretty quick and was, was given a fair bit. But you know, that goal he did keep with that snap, that second one, um, to see him with pace just bust through, come around that pack. Obviously, um, hit, hit the ball um, so hard that obviously came through out the other end by himself. And um, oh, I don't know, I, I'm all for it. You know, for so, so I suppose the fans um, and you know, being an ex player and, and playing up forward, you do realise how much. Um, the fans do give you when you're out there, when you are kicking goals. And, um, you know, they haven't had much this year. So to see a young, a young fella come through and kick, kick some good girls, kick, kick, kick his first goal and, and celebrate that, I think it's all right. But if he was consistently doing that every week, you might tell him to pull up a little bit. But I think it was great. No, nah, it generates some joy and energy. That's fantastic. And that, that's, yeah. that second yeah. goal, you can't teach that. You can't teach a young player nah. how to identify the hole. <laughs> Around you know in and around a stoppage that that was a special goal. I'm I'm happy to yep. go on the record in 2023 and say Elijah Hewitt will be a better player than Ruben Jinby. Ruben Jinby is Ooh, a, is a very good player. I think Elijah yeah. Hewitt will have X factor, and I and I think if he stays that, on track, yeah. I reckon he's going to be a special player. Yeah, well, that stoppage, you know, you, you, you break it down. Like from him to start on the opposite side of his opposition, so he had um, obviously he was getting 
a little bit blocked and obviously one-on-one as the ball went up, but <clears throat> to manoeuvre his way to the other side, the goal side, to then see which way the ball was travelling and the momentum of, I suppose, that stoppage, being able to run around everyone with speed and then and, and hit it pretty clean, it was um, yeah, it's pretty cool to see. It's reminiscent of your goal against Geelong when Nick Natnui laid it in your lap in the dying stages in 2020, I think it was, Josh. <laughs> a bit of, bit, bit of special uh, stoppage roving. Um, well, I think that was a bit of luck, more than skill. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan Marrick, okay, so he's he's ended up with, I think, 13 or 14 disposals. He's kicked a couple of goals. But how clean he was before halftime, I think that was a, um, a, a really good sign for West Coast. Yeah, I think we've seen that with, with a lot of our kids who have come through, you know, from Noah Long um, to Hewitt to Jimby. Um, and now, Marek, you know, the way they are able to stand up in a contest, not get pushed over, um, being clean, um, whether it's a ground ball or whether it's, you know, off hands in a mark. So it's been been great to see him. And obviously he's omitted um, and uh, obviously being dropped, but then getting back in due to obviously TK and, and looking Edwards getting and getting pulled out. So, you know, you talk about mindset on how you're feeling, you know, just come to a club, you're playing VFL, all of a sudden you're, you're playing AFL a couple of weeks, you dropped for the first time, you know, the emotions are going through on the roller coaster. but then just to get the call up late, come back in, you know, kick obviously the first goal again, I'm pretty sure it was, and, and kick a couple for the day and, and have an impact, you know, it, it's great to see. Um, but, yeah, he definitely is clean, and I think a lot of our kids this year have been, been pretty clean, which is, um, which is a great start and great to see. It's a difficult one for you to answer because you played uh, with both these guys. They've been warriors for the club and truly great players, and they were great on Sunday. But how do you, as a list manager, assess Luke Shuey and Shannon Hearn between now and the end of the season? How do you decide whether they go on or not? Yeah, well, I suppose it's it's one looking at, um, I suppose, how you want the list set up next year um, from one youth and experience. Um You'd be talking. They'd be talking a lot with the boys as well. They'd be talking a lot with Bunger and, and Luke on one whether they want to go on, um, whether they can go on during the year, whether it's you know play X amount of games or whether it's you know um, whatever whatever it is, do a bit more coaching on the side and probably um, helping a lot of the younger kids. So there's there's multiple conversations that will probably go on, but um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna come down a bit on on which way the club want the list and how they want to, um, I suppose, progress the next two or three years. And there's a lot of external noise on, on people saying they should do this and to this, but, you know, um, you know they're going to have to make a decision on, on whether those boys hang around and, and, and everything always comes to an end. It came to an end with me, even though you don't want it. Um, sometimes you do, but, yeah, it's. I think that the conversations will be starting um, and, you know, whether Luke Shu, I think he has, you know, a little bit more to give, um, and especially playing on. Um, and Bunger, you know, you're able to see him, the way he played on the weekend. Now, is he impeding someone's spot uh, for next year, a young kid coming through? Um, uh, I'm not too sure. And does Bunger want to play on next year after a year like what's happened this year? So conversations will happen and, and we'll see how it all pans out. It's one thing that doesn't tend to happen in footy, Josh, and that's when you pick a player to go on when maybe he'll play 10, 11, 12 or 13 of the 22 games. If you look at um, Luke, I think Luke is now up to 7 or 15 and Shannon's up to about 9 or 15. Could you see a situation where the club might say, okay, we're only going to get 12 or 13 games out of you, but if they're 12 or 13 good games that can help steady the ship for us, that is worth doing? Or do you think they need to be able to play and recover and play again most games to be viable? 
Um, no, it's interesting. I, I think that that 13 to 17 kind of game mark for a lot of older players is is starting to be a bit of a trend that, that happens, you know, especially with guys who are older and have injuries. So um, if, if the club see value in them getting through those games and possibly playing maybe a little bit more, um, then, yeah, and the experience that they have on the field, um, the guidance they have during the week. Um, but both those players and a lot of the older players have been in the same position. They don't want to be just hanging on um, and feeling, you know, sore and um, worrying about injury and, and, and I suppose holding back a young kid that could be getting experience. So uh, there's a few factors in all that. But, um, but yeah, the 13 to 17 game mark seems to be where a lot of clubs settle with, um, with managing older players. A kid that's played the last couple of weeks, I wasn't sure he should have played against Sydney. He did a bit on the weekend, but tell us a bit about him. Jack Williams, forward ruck. Um, he's a big lump of a kid. He's nearly 200 centimetres. He moves well. He did some really nice things in intra-club games in the pre-season before he got the ruptured spleen. What can you tell us yeah. about him? Oh, mate, uh, since he ever came through the doors, you know, his work rate has always been, um, you know, something on field that, um, that, that stands out. So um, not necessarily getting the touches, not necessarily getting the marks, not necessarily getting the goals, but his effort and work rate is something that has always been there, which is great to see. And during pre-season or during training, you always seem just running around and trying to get to as many contests. And over time, you know, that helps with fitness and he'll get a little bit smarter in that sense. Um, and the more contests that he can put himself into, um, the better he'll be. And uh, it's great to see him get an opportunity um, and, and, and be able to play, especially after, I suppose, a bit of pre-season, doing pretty well. But then, yeah, that ruptured spleen and, and coming back through that. So, um, yeah, he's one to watch. The, the work rate thing is, is a hard thing, I think, uh, to teach young kids and you, you see him come in and um, you try and push him to, to work harder whereas he's, he has that and I, I feel like he'll always have that um, and now it's about just getting a bit fitter getting a bit stronger and getting a little bit smarter in the way he, he has his running patterns um, and that's going to open up a lot more contests for him to be involved with and yeah, um, it's pretty exciting Jamie Cripps has always been underrated outside the four walls of West Coast tell us what he brings and what you saw him bring on the weekend yeah, well, uh, he's always just, he's always the fittest out of the crew, and um, his position, I suppose, at half forward, being able to get up and back, um, which not many people can do that in terms of um, repeat speed. Um, so from offense to defense, um, he does pretty well. He he opens up a lot of the open side of play, and um, he's able to drag you know opponents out of the way just purely the way he runs. So. Um, a lot of people don't really see that. They just look at touches and goals and um, uh, things like that. And he's one player that I suppose for us has been very important over over the last few years in the way he plays that half forward role. Um, and being able to one get up and defend and be a release player for our defenders and, and be helping in transition, but um, also be able to work back and, and kick goals, which is which is a hard thing to do. Josh, I'm. Uh... I'm hoping, I've got my fingers crossed for them this weekend, they go to Brisbane to play the Lions at the Gabba, which is a big, big ask. But uh, fingers crossed we see another strong competitive effort and we're back here saying good things again next Tuesday. Hopefully, mate. That'll be good. Josh Kennedy, of course, he joins us every Tuesday morning thanks to New Farm Galaxy. New Farm Galaxy, the flexible tank mix partner to control broad leaf 
weed. What do you think about what Josh has had to say? You can have your say on the temper at Bedshed text line, 0487 736 736. You can call us on the open line on 13 12 55. We'll be back after the break. Live your own way in the powerful Isuzu 